0: Good morning everybody. Good to see you here. Good to see people online too. Thanks for joining us today. Got a really great word to share from God's word uh, with us today. This scripture reading, it comes up every three years in the church calendar on our lectionary that we do. And so every three years we get to talk about this. It comes with some baggage in our culture and uh, it's not an excuse to not... uh, not Teach the way God uh, talks about this. So, uh, Lindsay, how easy was that to say? (laughs) Not easy to say. All right, I'm going to ask at the end of the message, and and, and let's see if we get a little clearer understanding there. Well, we're in the book of Ephesians, right? We're going all the way through chapter 1 to chapter 6, and next week we're going to wrap it up in chapter 6. It's exciting. It's powerful. Pastor Jeremy is going to show us how to put on the armor of God, stand. But now, today, we're in chapter 5. And God equips us to submit. I'm just going to jump in with both feet. We're just going to go right at it. We're going to submit. Um, there, was a, there was a young man who poured out his heart in loving devotion on paper as he, he wrote a love note to his best girl. He said, Honey, I would swim the widest river, climb the highest mountain, cross the burning desert. I would die at the stake for you. PS.. I will see you tomorrow if it doesn't rain. <laughs> yeah. That's not the secret to having a wonderfully blessed marriage. But there is a secret to it, and submit has something to do with it. Uh, down uh, at I-17 in Happy Valley, as uh, interchange I used to go through. I lived on that side of town uh, for a few years. And uh, about five years ago, ADOT had spent millions, multiple millions of dollars, uh, to convert that interchange, Happy Valley I-17, into a roundabout. So you got the interstate traffic, you got Happy Valley, roundabout. And it was a disaster. Now, there's only two kinds of people in the world. Uh, how many of you love roundabouts? Half. How many of you hate roundabouts? Yeah, it's, nobody's pretty neutral on that one, right? Well, the thing is, roundabouts actually are very efficient and effective when everybody does what they're supposed to do. The problem was, especially at Happy Valley, nobody did what they were supposed to do. You probably went through that interchange, didn't you? So you've got people who blow through the yield sign who are so aggressive and so pushy, they get into the circle when it's not their turn, they clog it up going around, uh, which ripples back even you know, further out and down the other roads. And you got people who are too timid. They think that yield sign is a stop sign, and they don't go when they're supposed to, and then that traffic backs up on that road. To yield or to submit, there is a, there's a balance there that the way God designs a, a marriage to work well is when we're following that. So there's one extreme where that word submit has been abused. There's no question about it. It's been used to abuse, to to hurt women, to put women down, and it's horrible. That's a sin. But there's also another extreme, where what I see so much in our society today is that uh, it's this thought that because everyone is equal, everyone is the same. Well, I don't go back to elementary school, but. Boys and girls are different. Okay? We're equal, but we are different. God has designed us for different reasons, to do different things. Uh, you remember that book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus? That was a really popular book a while back. Uh, don't hear about it much anymore. But God has designed us to play a certain role in his creation. And he knows what's best and what works best. Now, it's no secret today that in our world, marriage, it's a struggle. I mean, how many people do you know that are unhappily married? How many young people do you know that are struggling to find someone worthy enough to commit the rest of their lives to? It is hard to be and to stay married today. I've got good news for you. God still wants married people to live happily ever after. And God has a plan. He's got a design for how this can work out. Now, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, but we trust God with the big stuff, don't we? We trust God when we ask for him to heal friend or loved one we trust God that he's going to forgive our sins we take him at his word that he will be present at the moment of death to take us into heaven but what about while we're living do we trust God with our daily lives and our daily responsibilities and the daily roles that he's given us or Are his instructions for marriage so old and so antiquated they're just not worth anything in this modern world? Well, Ephesians chapter 5, now I know submits the word that's hanging out there, and we're going to get to it. Uh, But first, I need to talk to the guys in the room. Uh, Verse 25, Paul writes, Husbands. So, he's talking to the men. The young men, even the boys here today. Ladies, this verse is not addressed to you. Paul's not speaking to you. You don't need to pay any attention to the next few minutes of the sermon. Pull your phone out, shop on Amazon, whatever you want to do. Give me a few minutes to talk to the guys. Okay, guys, this message is for you. Husbands, love your wives. How so? Love them like passionately, love them romantically, love them... What is Paul getting at here? Love your wives as Christ loves the church. How does Christ love the church? He gave himself up for her. Men, you know exactly what that means. Jesus laid down his life for his bride, the church. He took the bullet for her. Beaten, nailed to a cross... Jesus loved her to death. Jesus loves his church even when we don't love him back very well. Isn't that something? You know, if it were a 50-50 relationship with us and God, we'd be in a terrible fix. We need God to come 100% down to us to go the whole length, the full measure of love and devotion to bring us into that relationship with God again, to forgive our sins. He paid the whole price, all of it. He did everything. That is complete, sacrificial, and unconditional love. And that kind of sacrificial, unconditional love is your wedding gift to your bride you say thank you to god for his love to you by loving your wife in that same way jesus loves us even when we're not very lovable it has nothing to do with our merit or our worthiness he loves us completely men That is what we are called to do. That is our duty. That is what we are designed to bring into this very special relationship. That Paul says, it's a mystery, that it models the picture of Jesus and his relationship with his bride, the church. We model this for our families, for the church, for our society. Jesus, he washes us clean from every blemish from every spot he doesn't remind us of the sins that we have committed he doesn't even speak of them so we are called to look at our wives through the cross of Jesus just as God looks at us through the cross of Jesus perfect holy blameless even though again we are far from perfect we do many things wrong. Many times we're just not lovable. But he loves us completely and totally, regardless of all of that. Guys, that's our role in the marriage. It's, it's tough. It's That's big. And guys, young men, boys, if you don't want that responsibility, because it is a big one, If you don't want to stand before Almighty God someday and give an account, not only for yourselves, which you all have to do, but to give an account for the spiritual welfare of a wife and children, then don't get married. You don't have to, it's not commanded. If you aren't into this thing at all, not into church, not into God, then I would also say please don't get married because you're going down the highway to hell, please don't take anyone with you. But it is a great joy to love a woman the way Christ loves us and to see this wonderful gift. As a matter of fact, the way she responds and reflects that love back into the marriage, back onto us, is One of the greatest gifts. you see your wife as the gift of God that she truly is. And uh, just a quick tip for everybody, a marital tip here. If you want to have a good marriage, this goes a long way. One little thing you can do goes a long way. Every day, thank God for your spouse. He or she is definitely a gift from God to you. So men, you've got this incredible responsibility uh, for your wife and your children because they are of your own body. The two have become one flesh. Guys, that's a big one. Now, when you get that right, then you can worry about the next verse. All right. Guys, this verse says wives. So who is Paul writing to? Women, guys, shut your ears. Go home, get your Bible, go to Ephesians 5 22 with a sharpie, and just black that verse out because God's not talking to you. Nothing, this is none of your business. Uh, now you can go check the uh, football scores or whatever here for the next few minutes because uh, God speaking to the women in this verse. And oh, guys, if you ever do bring this verse up to your wife, Yeah, you've already blown it, as far as God's concerned. But you'll be sleeping on the couch too. All right, wives, submit to your husbands, as the church submits to Christ. Now, let me talk about some of the baggage first. This word "submit," the way Paul is using this and teaching this in this word, has it has nothing to do with who cooks, who cleans, who does the finances who makes the most money, who works, who stays at home, all of that is up for negotiation between you and your husband or you and your future husband. It is all perfectly fine and acceptable in God's eyes. We are, however, to submit to our husband's spiritual leadership. Your husband is to be a man of God's word, right? A man who who delivers the spiritual gifts to you and your family, and you do love and respect him for that role in that responsibility that has been given to him by God. Now, it's always interesting when I find a particular word in a passage of scripture and Maybe sometimes Jeremiah will plot, well, this word in the Greek, it means this, or Hebrew, it means this, and it's dig down deep. But today, I was most fascinated by a word that's not in the text. Did you see something that's missing there? If you look in that verse, if you look in this whole section of Scripture, this chapter, the whole book of Ephesians, nowhere, nowhere does Paul, does God... Command you wives to love your husbands. It's not in there. Why is that? Well, it's because of the way that we are designed. This is one of the ways that we are different. The husband gives the love. The woman responds to his love, reflects that love back into the relationship. I can tell you how many times, 11 years uh, in, as a pastor, how, how many guys have come to me for counseling, marriage problems, whatever, and, and they've just said, oh, there's just no love in our marriage anymore. I said, yeah, well, whose fault is that? I don't say it like that, of course, but now nobody's going to come to counseling for me. I guess I just like, cleared my calendar for the next month. That's nice. Um, no, that's our responsibility is to bring that love. The woman responds to our love, to our giving. Uh, We love God because he first loved us. Wives love their husbands because they first love them. They take that initiative. Now, ladies, young ladies, girls, if you're not into this, if uh, this is old-fashioned, this is not your thing, whatever, I would just say, don't get married. You don't have to. It's not commanded. There are, consequences when we don't follow God's formula for how to have a blessed marriage. And those consequences reverberate through our families, our churches, and our nation. So, so important that we follow God's word in everything. Now, you are very blessed, very blessed, ladies, if you have a man who loves you or (laughs) Tries, tries to love you the way Jesus loves his church when you are in a, a family like that then your kids are growing up in a church right in their own house because they see that modeled for them every day Christ's love for the church husband's love for his wife and children giving sacrificially 100% to support the wife I'm going to use one more, one more little analogy here, one more pass, this word submit, because it is such a hot topic. Think about the sun and the moon. Okay? God created the sun and the moon, and he's designed them for specific roles. Sun's not better than the moon, moon's not better than the sun, okay? But the sun's primary job is to emit light, Right? And heat here for the earth. But the sun sh- creates this light, sends it forth. The moon receives that light and reflects it back to the earth. It's like a night light for the whole earth. It, and it's kind of cool, really. But, but the, the moon doesn't generate any light, right? It just reflects this light that comes from the sun. Well, take it, talk about love. God is love, right? We know that. A super short verse. God is love. Jesus also said that. From the heart of man comes all evil thoughts. Malice and murder and rape. All these horrible things come from this. Human beings are not capable. We don't have the capacity to generate love. We can't create love. We're just selfish beings. But we receive God's love for us in Jesus Christ. It changes us. But then we reflect that love back into the world. Our families, our neighbors, our friends, the church, the community. Right? But we're not creating it, we're reflecting that light back. So the marriage, if it's a model of how that works, it's the husband's responsibility to generate, to give this love into the family, and the wife, the way she's designed, reflects that love back. So guys, here's the secret you've always wanted to know. How many of you have always dreamed of being irresistible? Yeah, paying attention? This is the secret. Love your wife with an unconditional, sacrificial love. And she can't not love you back. She can't resist. But to reflect that love back to you. It's how you were made. It's how she was made. It's how it all works. Now, you don't have to be perfect, guys. You just have to say with Joshua you look out at this pagan world and everybody's doing whatever they want to do and say hey as for me and my family we will serve the lord and quite honestly it's time for uh, many people to just look in the mirror whether you are older and married younger might get married someday divorced maybe think about getting back into a relationship and say do i want the responsibility The spiritual responsibility of the welfare physically, also emotionally, and but spiritually, of a wife and children. Do I want to submit to the spiritual headship of a godly man? Because again, the ramifications, when we don't follow God's plan, well you can look around, you can see it. So it's not easy. It's not uh, uh, perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We're all going to struggle. Okay, But if we have the design, if we understand the plan, if we pray for help and forgiveness, always forgiveness, bathed in forgiveness for everybody, right? but if we're striving to follow God's plan, Right, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life and you have the plan for how to have a blessed, an incredibly blessed marriage. Amen. Amen. All right, let me pray with you. We we'll move on to communion. Heavenly Father, you have uh, given this great institution of marriage. It is it is the bedrock of civilization, and we just, on behalf of all of our citizens and world, uh, the world and the country, we, we, we beg your forgiveness uh, for not following your plan. And we ask that you would help us to model your plan, your design for marriage, for other people to see, to see the blessings that come uh, when we do things your way, and that it will also have ramifications and impact more and more people uh, over time uh, to follow your plan, to have wonderfully healthy, emotionally, spiritually healthy uh, families. Our children are raised in your word and knowing your unconditional love for them and the confidence that gives them, the freedom that that gives them, knowing that they are loved and that they are forgiven. We can completely change uh, the next generation, completely change uh, the face of our country right now. Uh, But it all starts in our own homes. Uh, So help us, Lord, in Jesus' name.